0: Good morning, beautiful people. Thank you so much for tuning into the Dewey Show. I appreciate you so much. Uh, I uh, hope you're having a great day. And also, I want to give a thank you to adaml.com the sponsor of today's show. AdamMell.com has thousands of items that will spice things up in a the bedroom. They've got things like sex toys, condoms, lubricants, underwear, uh, DVDs, they have gear for BDSM, they have prostate toys. They, they've got so much that if I st- sat here and listed all of them, you'd be here tomorrow. Uh, but, like, look, that that's awesome and fine and fantastic, but that that's not even the best part of this. The best part is if you go to com and use the offer code Dewey at checkout, you'll get fifty percent off of almost any one item, as well as free, and always discreet shipping. That is Adamal dot com, A D A M M A L E dot com, and the offer code to use at checkout is D E W E Y. Along with everything else we talk about today. This link and offer code will be in the description of today's episode. Thank you very much, AdamL.com. So, uh, I don't, my my friend, my brother from another mother, Max, he does not need an inter- introduction. I've gotten emails from you <laughs> folks saying, uh, have Max on, we like Max. I've not heard any negativity about Max at all. So, the folks love you. Um and I, look, f- friends, I know that, that, that we've mentioned this before, but you know that uh, I've got to help my friend out here. Uh, for those who for- have forgotten to vote daily or those who have uh, are, are new to the show, welcome, by the way, uh, there's a link uh, under the Adam L uh, link and offer code in the description of the episode and uh it, max what what is the uh what is the website again it's like face of horror
1: yeah it's faceofhorror.org and i think you know just off the top of my head it's uh faceofhorror.org my link it'll is, be in the
0: description be,
1: yeah it'll be like I'll, slash 2022/maximilian alexander or something like that but you know i am humbled you know they love little goblin me like goblin <laughs> the, yes I I like calling myself a goblin. Like I'm short, and you know I like hiding in the dark and just being to myself. So I consider myself a goblin. That is even like an, a term of endearment I use for myself.
0: You're my big little brother. I could lean on you. Six <laughs> one, just walk yeah. around and be like, "Hey, bro, how are you?" And you'd probably be like, "Get some fucking deodorant on." I you you would have something like something spicy to say <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: probably would have something spicy to say but you know i, I joke like you know i'm five yeah. ten so i mean i'm i'm not like short short but you know so I with, just with, ultimately consider myself to be a very short jewel and you know that that's why i use that it's like almost of endearment for myself because it's like, you know, it, it's also kind of spooky, you know, I mean in that fantasy realm kind of thing, you know, Lord of the Rings, the goblins were kinda of like dark and evil and you know, that that's just my soul right there. My heart and soul. Dark <laughs> and evil.
0: <laughs> well let's tell the folks about face of the uh the face of horror. What what is that all about? Like uh what are you trying to achieve here?
1: It is an online competition for the horror community. Uh, the competition basically leads up to a cash prize, a photo shoot with Kane Hodder, which was Jason from Friday the 13th. Um, the best Jason. Yes. Uh, from six, seven, and eight, Jason takes Manhattan and I and uh, Jason goes to hell. So he was um, definitely a very pivotal part of that. And, uh, you know, that prize also includes a... Um, cameo spot in an upcoming horror movie to be announced in the future.
0: Okay, Uh, so uh, as much as you folks have emailed me, there's been about four or five of you that have emailed me about Max. Um, I want to remind and ask you to vote for him daily. You can do so daily. Now, you can buy votes with uh you can buy votes, but what he's asking, all he's asking is there, there's a free option at the at the uh bottom of uh like right under his profile picture on the website. Uh there's and you can cast two votes. Um he's not asking you to spend money on him. However, I'm just going to throw this in. If you have a couple extra bucks, throw it his way. It, it goes towards uh, B+, plus, which is uh, the, their goal is to end childhood cancer. Yes. So yeah, we the, cannot money go wrong
1: there. Definitely. And, you know, sorry for cutting you off there. Uh, you know, no, all there's... that money goes towards that foundation. None of it goes to any of the competitors or anything. It goes to that foundation to help support pediatric cancer.
0: Exactly, and I'm telling you right now, if you go and look at this website, you, like there there are four or so people that I've personally looked at that I think are taking it seriously, and Max is and I'm not saying this out of like uh, you know nepotism or whatever you want to say, uh, like he his his profile is is the best. That 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 is not up for debate. You can yeah. go check it out yourself. Um, yeah, I
1: mean, just to throw a fun fact out there, that demon look that I have for my main profile picture that took uh, four hours of makeup alone. So <laughs> I do take it seriously.
0: He, you, you do, and you're the one of the only ones that have actually put work into it. I mean. There was a a guy, I don't know if if he's still on there or not, but he was flipping off the camera and it's like, "Why are you on here? Why are you what are you trying to achieve, you know?" Uh, but yeah, please please go and vote, you know, if you want to throw some uh money his way, I, I, he'd be happy about that, yes, but absolutely. all he's asking is to use the free vote. That's all he's asking.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Uh, you know, the free vote, all the support helps, um, share it on your Facebook, social media, you know, just get the word out there, get the name right. out there, you know, yeah. we're doing it grassroots style here, you know, if anyone does want to contribute any money, by all means, I thank you for that from the bottom of my heart, not necessary, that's not what I'm asking anyone to do, you know, it it does add up, and you know, that um, that amount, if anyone does pay for it again, does go for a good foundation
0: so yeah that's absolutely there. <laughs> for for sure so okay uh we we've, we've talked about that and uh I let let me tell you folks what this well they know what the subject of the show is because they can read <laughs> so um we're going to be talking about uh the Blair Witch Project uh M- Max uh bro like just a little, you're, you're the, the, uh, lead expert on, on horror, uh, jo- the hard uh, genre, uh, walk us through what, what is the Blair Witch Project?
1: So, the Blair Witch Project was a fun little independent film in the late 90s that was the first sound footage movie that came out after Cannibal Holocaust in the 80s, uh, just fun fact there. Um, maybe Cannibal Holocaust was the 70s. I don't remember. I I know it was definitely around the time that I was born. So I'll just leave it there. (laughs) Making me feel old for a second. But uh, Blairwood's project basically followed the story of this urban legend in um, actual American location, Burkittsville, Maryland, which strangely enough is about 40 miles away from where my mom was born and raised. Um, Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. My mom was uh born and raised around that area so you know that's kind of why i was like let's talk about that because you know it's a little closer to home in regards to you know other stories that are out there um but yeah basically the whole legend on that was that there was a witch that in the um i want to say like colonial times because you know that's basically how we see it in history these days um right lured children out into the forest and basically killed them um so we have a team that comprised like almost like three student filmmakers that are going out in the forest to you know try to document what they can find about the Blair Witch and you know they go into the town and they get some really wild and crazy stories from some of the locals which um from what I was reading about the creation of that movie they Went to Gaithersburg, Maryland, which was a, like a handful of miles outside of Burkittsville because the population of Burkittsville is like a hundred, hundred and fifty people. <laughs> so, um, when they filmed that movie, they went to Gaithersburg and you know just got these people to tell the stories about it. Um, what was great about that, though, and you know I'm one of those on the fence that it was a good movie. It was definitely a pioneer for an entire genre that was to come,
0: right? And I mean, problems? there's no folks on the fence. Like, well, I, I, I'm not trying to contradict what you said here, but like, you either like it or you don't. Like, yeah. I, and that's the way that this movie is. Personally, like you said, I think that it revolutionized this found footage uh, for the horror genre. Which I mean, folks, you've seen so many, uh, if you're a horror fan, which I assume you're, I I want to address something really quick. Okay. I say horror because if I say horror, it makes me stutter because I have a hard time with R's. So I say horror. So that's why I say it that way. Because I got a lot of people on my ass about it last time.
1: Uh, I mean, fuck anyone's opinion that's you know what i've learned at 36 years of age like <laughs>
0: yeah yeah. I, I, say I, that, that. I
1: say that i say that jokingly like yes i mean
0: well i mean to a point you know yeah. like criticism is a good thing but if you're just bombarded with horror lol like that's a joke uh like you know being fun and and i'll type back something you know i'll do my best to zing you back but like uh you can email me by the way at info uh at dues dot news uh max i think i'm gonna have to get you a dues dot news email man
1: hey i mean that'd be cool
0: <laughs> i i might as well uh so yeah Hey friends, real quick, I uh, just want to pop in and say please support the sponsor of today's show, AdamMel.com. You will not be sorry that you did. Um, AdamMel.com has thousands of items that will spice things up in the bedroom with you and or your partner. Uh, they have sex toys, condoms, lubricants, underwear, DVDs, Again, thousands of items, but that's not even the best part because if you go to adammel.com and you use the offer code DEWEY at checkout, you will get 50% off of almost any one item as well as free and always discreet shipping. That's A D A M M A L E dot com. And the offer code to use at checkout is Dewey. That is D E W E Y. Uh thank you again to Adam for sponsoring the Dewey show. Hey folks, also while I have you here, please uh like, follow, subscribe, whatever your platform uh tells you to do. I would appreciate that. I love you folks. Uh back to the show. Like uh Okay, so I'm reading this from Screen Rant. And I had Max look it over and he said that uh, the, the, what would you call it? The mythology maybe behind uh, this area in Maryland here?
1: Yeah, so I would say the, the legend of this legend. particular area.
0: Right, I mean, right.
1: The, mythology would involve gods and monsters. And I guess, you know, you could consider someone like the Blair Witch spirit a monster but there's no gods in this
0: (laughs) right uh so it says uh coffin rock sometimes called coffin hill was a large flat uh rock located in the black hills forest in maryland about 20 minutes uh from uh burkittsville uh it was easily accessible by an old logging trail uh, the name was a common term used by trappers. Uh, long before humanity came to be, it was uh, said that a dark and powerful force resided in the area of the forest. A Native American tribe, which uh, we, I now know we call folks who were previously uh, labeled as Native Americans, First Nations people. Um, that's what I've been told by all of my First Nations friends Um, so that's what I'll do going forward but a First Nations uh, tribe which was the first to enter the area uh, let's see, uh, came to encounter the force Uh, the force abducted a young boy from the tribe and sacrificed him atop a dark path on Coffin Rock opening the boy's belly and letting it flow on uh, the rocks of the place the force supposedly managed to sustain the boy's life indefinitely feeding on his pain over and over again in a never ending ritual that refused to let him die the boy's tribe attempted to send multiple warriors and a shaman to rescue him but uh, they were all taken by force instead Eventually, the entire tribe vanished without a trace.
1: So, yeah, that is definitely more of, like, the background story and the legend that goes behind the whole story there. Um, you know, it's definitely something that we can't necessarily, quote-unquote, prove, because there are no records of this actually happened, uh, happening. But, you know, it's definitely a very good origin story if you want to put it that way because a lot of strange things continued happening in that area um you know it ends up talking about and you know this is something that i've seen in multiple sources uh from what i was researching this about the eight-year-old uh boy robin weaver in 1886 going missing and third parties were sent out the child ended up returning back to the village or the village or town or whatever it is but um the search parties did not. They were, ended up fa- they were found later, disemboweled and basically killed <laughs> on Coffin Rock. And uh, basically laid out and set up into like a really gruesome kind of display there. Uh, that is a more historically, you know, actually documented situation that happened there. And um, the weird thing is that after they sent out another search party again to return the bodies back to the village, the bodies were never found again. They were gone. That's crazy. Yep.
0: So they were eviscerated and then left and without, like, nobody, like, the police or... I don't know how strong the police force would have been. And, uh, uh, let's see, what is it? Uh, 1886. Um, but, like, they couldn't find a culprit.
1: Yeah, they didn't find nobody. They didn't find anybody. They didn't even find those bodies that they originally found, like, just eviscerated and set up in a gruesome kind of ritual display on that rock. Um, you know, I guess you could say, you know, wildlife could have taken them, but, you know, I, I would think that, you know, within a matter of, you know, the same day with another group going out there that, that a bear wouldn't be able to take all those body parts.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I'm looking at a picture right now and, uh, there are five people in this circle and, uh, one uh, one person's foot is sewn to uh, the next person's hand in the shape of a star I, is the best I can guess. Yeah, um, that looks like a star. So they're sewn hand to feet with to each other, and they're found eviscerated. A fucking bear isn't going to be doing that.
1: Exactly. I mean there are other possibilities in regards to explanations for why the area is like so spiritually active and you know weird things happen there because you know obviously the civil war was going on you know 20 years prior to that 25 years prior to that and you know they had battles going through there uh they had a small little battle that was close to burkittsville that was the lead up to the battle of antietam so, I mean, there's lots of casualty of war that occurred there. And even prior to that, even though the town itself wasn't founded until like 1816, I think it was, uh, you know, that it still existed as a space. And, you know, we had the Revolutionary War that was taking place in the colonies. So, I mean, there's lots of, um, you know, war and tragedy that has gone on and a un- sudden unexpected loss. I mean there's a whole bunch of different things that could be an explanation for that and you know dark entities tend to like that kind of stuff they like all that death and despair
0: so um th- I'm now uh just asking for your personal opinion bro um what do you think happened to these folks
1: um personal opinion here um I can't really say anything on the first nations myth, but you know, I, I tend to believe first nations myths. I will say that wholeheartedly, like uh, they, absolutely. they have truth to what it is that they say. So absolutely. I would definitely take that more so over the 1886 occurrence where they found the bodies and then they quickly go back to town and bring back more help to, you know, bring the bodies back into town and they're just gone. Like, you know, I think that is something that very well could have happened, but it seems, it seems like that would be something more of like, almost like hysteria to me, almost like the Salem witch uh, trials, where, yeah. you know, it, witchcraft wasn't actually happening except for Kichuba, Um, but, you know, um, hysteria took over and people were actually believing it and seeing things. So I think that the story that came later was a little bit more of a hysteria kind of thing. And, you know, it's a good legend. It's a really good legend.
0: Um, Right. I mean, I'm sure it brings in, you know, a lot of tourist money.
1: Exactly. Especially after the release of the movie, it was definitely one of those that brought a lot of fame to that town. And, you know, I've read interviews from locals that live there and they're just like, this movie basically took their small little town and, you know, made it thrive. So, you know, it was really good publicity and everything. Um, I do feel, again, that the First Nations myth and story and origin story, basically, on that is probably very true. And there probably is some sort of a dark entity out there. But most of the time... Spiritual energies, I feel, especially if they are out in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of a forest, in the middle of nature, if they can be avoided, they're going to be avoided.
0: So it it would be like a rattlesnake then?
1: Yes. Like, yeah, they'll they'll wreck your life, but you have to like purposely go out summoning a dark force out in the middle of nature. Like if it's in your house, okay, that's a different story. It's claimed that space. So, yeah, you're going to have some problems there. But if it's a, like something out in the middle of nature, it's probably going to leave you alone. I mean, obviously, right. this is in the Appalachian area, and you know what they say with the Appalachians, if you hear some noises, no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there are, there are some things out there that absolutely would go after people, like, you know, the s walkers or the um, W endigos. I'm trying not to actually say the words or the names for those things because you say the name and
0: you... Yeah, you don't want to risk come in them. a curse.
1: Yes. So I, I'm A hex, doing my, brother. My, yes. I, I'm doing my, my part here to not actually say the word, but, you know, <laughs> we get it with S-Kinwalkers and W endigos and things like that yeah those things more than likely i i i do believe they exist i I've actually experienced a couple of s kinwalkers in recent years actually so i I do fully believe that they exist <laughs> um,
0: well i I don't live super far from the s Kinwalker ranch um and in high school. You know, we we took the drive, which you know uh, was uh, you know it was a lengthy drive, but uh, we, it was like a we we looked at it at it as a, like a rite of passage type of thing, yeah. Uh, where you know we would go, but like a private business bought this, and they have like agents protecting the it in every possible way. Um, however, uh, we tried to, we, we tried to go there um, and looking back now, obviously I regret, you know, stepping foot on land. It's not mine, but I do that every day. So, I mean, but especially because it uh is in our treaties. But um we we went looking for S Ken Walkers and we trust me, you don't want one of those in your life because it will anything good that you have in your life, it will ruin everything good. And um We were uh, driving back home, getting ready for the, you know, uh, drive. And uh, we were at a stoplight. This is the road uh, coming from the ranch area. And never before in Utah have I seen a wolf. Never. Not in this area. And people will say, well, Dewey, it might be a coyote. Because they are on here. What I I know the difference between a wolf and a coyote, and
1: yeah,
0: right. This this was uh, five wolves, and one looked at me, and I was I was uh, lucky enough to have a, a first nation's friend in the car, who uh, belongs to the Ute. Uh, belongs to the uh Ute tribe, and I I was lucky to have him in the uh car because all of us were looking, and he could not say it quick enough. But you know, he said, Don't look them in the eye, do not look them in the eye. And of course, on the way home, I said, That's that, that, I said, That's so crazy. I said, like there's no way like wolves you know and no. we decided okay turn around we've got to see this and uh, we went back nothing nothing
1: So I, and, I'm, wondering, I'm wondering if I should tell my story after you're done with yours
0: you're welcome to I, I welcome it <laughs> oh,
1: mine, um, mine's wild too mine's wild
0: Right, but Max, I'm talking to you like you're a fellow Utahan here, not for long, but you are. Uh, Have you ever seen a wolf?
1: No, no, I have not seen a wolf out here. I mean, I've seen uh, bobcats, I've seen, you know, deer, I've seen, you know, a whole bunch of different kind of wildlife, but I have not seen an actual wolf.
0: Yeah, and, wolves. and they were... wolves
1: are wolves are one of my favorites. So I definitely would you know pick up if I saw a wolf. I would I would want to go up and you know pet the forest puppy. Right. Like
0: <laughs> yeah, well uh, these um, uh, I I don't know, um, but like my my friend had his uh, medicine pouch with him, and uh, I think it was corn cornmeal. I think. Uh, but he took it out and, uh, placed it on in his uh, mouth. And I was, I asked him, I said, wait, should I do that too? And he said, yeah, you absolutely should. And I was, uh, like reaching to grab it, not grab it, but I was holding my hand out thinking he'd put his, uh, medicine in my hand and I could, you know, take a pinch and put it in my, in my mouth. And he said, no, you, you have to have your own. You have to have your own. So we went to his um, mother's house, and luckily she helped us uh, because I was very paranoid about that. I didn't know if I looked one in the eye accidentally. Uh, because if somebody says, here, you're sitting right next to a red, big red button that says do not push, What what is something that you're going to fight mentally? The Twisting entire the time you're there. Right. Pressing the button. What exactly. It do?
1: what it, it
0: do? It, it, right, exactly. And especially with folks like me, me and you, which it, were like, fuck you, we make our own rules, kinda of people. Uh like, but when when it came to the S Kenwalkers, I wasn't going to fuck around and find no. out anything. No. But I was uh, lucky, uh, you know, We she would a uh, sage and stuff like that. And she was gracious to have me. And uh, she's a mother figure to me to this day. But I'm telling you, it was the craziest goddamn thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. And I uh, will never go back to that ranch for any fucking reason whatsoever.
1: I personally, even though I've had my experiences, I, I would love to go there. I just, I like, I, I like riding that line of danger though. So, like, I, I'm stupid. I'm one of those white people in the horror movies. It's like, what's that sound? And, you know, actually the, go you're the,
0: bl- for it. the blonde shape. Huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> who's there? Hello? Yeah. Like, the killer's actually going to answer you kind of thing.
0: Yeah. But, so- um, Let's, yeah. let's, let's hear your story if you're, if you're comfortable sharing.
1: You know, I, I am comfortable sharing because it's like I ain't got nothing to lose. People already think I'm fucking batshit crazy as it is. So I ain't got nothing to lose. Um, so this is last year. I want to say that my first experience, because there were two, there were two experiences, and I'm pretty sure that it was the same two that came to visit me at my property um, after the first one. Um, so I was riding down I-80 West towards Wendover because, you know, I needed to get my, uh, Mary Jane and, um, you know, I, I, I will attest 100%. I was sober. I do not drive under the influence of anything. So I was completely sober when this happened. I'm driving by myself down I-80 West from Salt Lake City to Wendover to just cross the Nevada border. I get to mile marker 30 so right where about the salt flats start and um, on the stretch of road i mean it was a freaking i want to say it was it was either a wednesday or a thursday like at 4 p.m so like the the highway in the middle of nowhere was pretty freaking dead like there was hardly anyone on the road and during this particular stretch there was no cars that i could see in front of me or behind me or coming down the other side of the freeway that I I was going down. Looking up at the sky, just kind of like paying general attention to my area and the road and everything, there is one individual cloud in the sky, one. And out of nowhere, that cloud flashes, almost almost like lightning. So I'm like thinking nothing of it for a second. A couple of seconds later, a beam of light shoots down to the ground what i'm like okay that's weird so i keep driving a few seconds after that a beam of light shoots back up i'm like okay that's really fucking strange keep going keep going keep going i get to mile marker 13 i will not forget that number mile marker 13 so i am 13 miles away from the nevada border as i am going down the freeway i am like in the left lane to pass a bunch of cars that are going the actual speed limit because here in fucking Utah, you know, the left lane's for breaking the law. That That's what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's where cops and ambulances go and, like, fucking people like you and I who drive, like, 400 miles an hour.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I have to say that at that time I was doing, like, 95 and everyone in the right lane was doing, like, 70, so, you know, they were actually going the speed limit. So I'm, like, Approaching this line of cars, so I get in the left lane to pass them. And as I'm approaching, when I get closer, I notice in the very back there's a motorcycle. So, you know, I'm really astute when I pay attention to the road. I worked in roadside assistance for a few years. So that's just something that's always stuck with me. Like, pay attention to your surroundings at all times, try to take note of your mile marker in case you get a flat tire or something. All those small little friggin' details. And, you know, I'm paying attention to this line of vehicles that I'm approaching, and at the very back, there's a motorcycle. So I'm like, okay, as I'm passing, I take some basic notes, like it's a blue motorcycle. Um, I, I At this very moment, I can't remember the brand. I, I want to say Kawasaki or something like that, and there's two people on it. There's a man and a woman. Neither of them are wearing a helmet going down the freeway on a motorcycle at 70 miles an hour, and they're making no facial expressions at all. Like the wind, nothing is bothering them. They're just like going down the freeway. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Whatever. Really didn't think twice about that. So I get to Wendover, hit the dispensary and I'm back on the freeway within five minutes. And I had already passed these people like 10 minutes prior. So I'm going back down the freeway back into Utah and Again, mile marker of 13 coming back, and I notice, again, a line of cars going back this way. So I get into the left lane to pass them, and as I'm going past, I see a blue motorcycle coming up. I'm like, huh, getting closer, there's a man and a woman on it. Huh. I get right next to them, and I look over real quick, and they have no facial features.
0: Oh, my God
1: like it was oh. almost like a glitch in the freaking matrix like their faces looked pixelated what and holy both, shit they both at the same time turned their head and looked over at me
0: not creepy at all
1: I honestly, like, I do not get creeped out easy. I fucking hit the floor to the pedal, and I was going, like, 120 to get as far away from this as I could (laughs) to where I couldn't even see that line of people in behind me anymore, and I just stayed in the left lane the entire way home. Anyways, fast forward a few months, and we have the first big snowstorm of the winter here. So, I knew it was coming. I take Duke, my Bull boxer mix I take him out to go to the bathroom before the actual snowstorm starts about three four hours after it's going he has to go out again so I go downstairs where him and my mom were chilling in the living room right by the back window which that is very important right now uh, the back window so I open up the patio door and I take Duke out and I'm looking and there are several prints of like animal prints that are like leading right up to my back patio so i'm like looking and i'm like that's weird so i walked duke out a little bit and those animal prints started as human footprints and then just out of nowhere those human footprints turned into what looked like almost deer prints
0: what holy fuck
1: so I'm pretty sure that it was those same two that came and visited here a few months later. No one downstairs heard anything, and it, th- these prints came right up underneath that window.
0: Oh, my God. Duke,
1: Duke didn't respond nothing. Like, no one heard anything.
0: Well, that's, and that's strange because dogs, like, they, they sense it most of the yeah. time.
1: Exactly. That's why I'm, like, so weirded out by that. I'm just like, how did how did Duke not know that they were out there? Like, that that's unnatural because they were literally, like, I, I looked out and I had my flashlight on my phone and I'm, like, shining the flashlight out and they started out almost by, like, the parking lot area as human footprints and as they walked and got closer to my back patio area, they stopped being human footprints and just out of nowhere became animal prints.
0: Oh, my God. God, I would have shit a hair rope, man.
1: And those human footprints, they never turned around and went a different direction. The animal prints did. They came around and circled around and walked out.
0: Dear God, I would have fucking flipped out. What did you do?
1: Um... I basically put down some black salt, um, blessed the house with some um, actual indigenous anoy- or First Nations anointed Palo Santo. I think
0: indigenous works as well. I've, I just I've want to be as sensitive both. as
1: possible. I mean, you know, I, I to right, right, use indigenous right. more often than not. But, you know, since you have people in your circle that have mentioned that they prefer First Nation, you know, I definitely am. I am adaptable. I can change how I refer to things. So, you know, if it's First Nations, that's perfectly fine with me, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah, I had some, I had some First Nations anointed Palo Santo wood. I lit that and smudged the area and um, basically resealed my entire house with the windows and doors with uh, wax sigils. That way I can ensure that they don't try coming inside. As far as I know, they have not returned, although I always have the feeling that, like I'm being watched out here. Like, ever since I moved out here to Utah, I have this feeling like I'm being watched if I go outside, especially at night.
0: Oh. So, were were you in Utah when this occurred?
1: Yeah, this is last year.
0: Oh, oh, shit. Oh, my God. I would have shit a brick, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, this all happened last year. Like, I, I've been out here since, uh, 2017.
0: You wonderful people, as you know, you can go to deweyshow.com for everything Dewey Show. That's right, deweyshow.com. D-E-W-E-Y show.com. You can also, uh, join our Patreon by going to news. J o i n nnews d-e-w-s dot n-e-w-s uh, that will redirect you to patreon.com slash news also uh, if you would like to find us on your favorite platform uh, we are everywhere you can find us at d-e-w-s dot n-e-w-s that will take you right to our link tree and there's all of our availability Uh, Now, if you would like to make a one-time donation to The Dewey Show, please feel free to do do so. Um, Let's see, our link is in the description. And uh, finally, I would like to thank today's sponsor, AdamMel.com. Would you like to spice up your sex life? Well, AdamMell has you covered. They have sex toys, condoms, lubricants, underwear, DVDs, literally thousands of items that will make you and your partner or just yourself, you know, who knows very happy and very satisfied, but that's not even the best part, the best part is is if you go to Adamell.com and use the offer code DEWEY at checkout, you will get 50% off of almost any one item as well as free and always discreet shipping that's Adamell.com. A-D-A-M-M-A-L-E Dot com, And the offer code to use at checkout is Dewey, that is D E W E Y, along with everything else I've talked about today. This link to AdamL and the offer code to use at checkout is linked in the description of today's episode, as is our Cash App and Patreon. Uh, thank you very much uh, to AdamL.com for sponsoring the Dewey Show. And thank you, beautiful people, for listening to The Dewey Show. And uh, never forget that you're loved, you're valued, you you rock, okay? Never forget that, you fucking rock. Uh, have a great day, and be yourself, and remember that love is everything.